Hello, welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is Petro Neoliberalism, Alberta's Oil Patch Agenda. My name is Gavin. In this episode, we'll dive into the history of Alberta oil and neoliberalism. First, we will examine the history of Alberta oil, especially how a national shift towards neoliberalism in 1980s Canada spurred the privatization of the oil industry and led to what we have today in Alberta surrounding oil production. We'll then explore why Alberta is so reliant on oil and how this manifests in the general public's psyche and in the political policies that affect environmental regulation and economic realities for Albertans. I'll discuss fossil capitalism and how it ties into neoliberal political policy. Finally, we'll discuss Alberta's political system, pipeline spills, and how permitting an ongoing boom and bust cycle while focusing in on a single primary resources has severely crippled Alberta. I'll conclude by discussing how neoliberalism has failed as an economic model, especially in Alberta, and what it reveals about neoliberalism. Part 1. History of Oil in Alberta The discovery of oil in Alberta in the early 1900s marked the beginning of a new era for the region. The oil sands of Alberta are the third largest oil reserves in the world, with a significant portion of the world's oil supplies coming from the region. The deposits found in Alberta are largely heavy crude oil, which is particularly impactful on the environment, both during its extraction and refinement. The Athabasca deposit is the largest currently discovered reservoir of crude oil in the world, and one of the three large deposits in Alberta. Since discovery, these oil reserves have brought remarkable income and growth to Alberta, and in the process have become a core and steadfastly defended component of many Albertans' identities. The mid-1900s was a transformative time for the oil industry. In 1947, a major discovery of crude oil was made near Leduc, Alberta. Known as Leduc No. 1, it marked the beginning of the province's oil boom. The discovery of oil was a game-changer for Alberta's economy and it transformed the province from an agricultural region into an industrial powerhouse. Alberta quickly became one of the richest provinces in the country. The early oil industry in Alberta was marked by a few key players, including Imperial Oil, Shell, and the American company Standard Oil. These companies were drawn to Alberta's vast oil reserves and established large refineries to process the crude oil into various products. Their major investments spurred massive growth in the region, creating instant boom towns. As the industry grew, so did the demand for skilled workers. People flocked to Alberta from all over the country in search of employment opportunities, and the province's population grew rapidly. The oil industry also brought in significant revenue for the government, which was used to fund infrastructure projects such as roads, bridges, and schools. However, the early years of the oil industry were not with, in Alberta with, were not without their challenges. One of the most significant obstacles was the lack of infrastructure to transport the oil to market. In response, the government and private companies invested heavily in building pipelines and other transportation infrastructure to get the oil to refineries and to markets. At this time, the oil industry also began to have a significant impact on the environment. The drilling and refining process created pollution and oil spills were not uncommon. In fact, they were quite frequent. The industry had to develop new technologies and practices to mitigate these issues, and there were numerous debates about the appropriate level of regulation. I will expand on this later, as neoliberalism positions the interests of corporations and profit versus the interests of the natural environment. 
seeking to maximize the extractive potential of any resource, regardless of its side effects or ecological impacts. In the 1980s, a shift towards neoliberalism in Canada began, which led to the privatization of the oil industry in Alberta. The government's role in the industry was reduced, and private companies were given more control over the production and distribution of oil. This shift towards neoliberal policies was part of a larger global trend towards free market capitalism, spurred especially by the rise of Thatcherism and Reaganism, and by the fall of global Keynesianism and its policies. Privatization had a significant impact on Alberta's economy. The oil industry became more profitable and more jobs were created as a result. However, the shift towards privatization and neoliberal policies also had negative consequences. The government's ability to regulate the industry was reduced, which led to a lack of oversight and environmental protections. Oil spills and pollution were only exacerbated by this deregulation. This is not to say that these dangers did not already occur, rather that deregulation permitted ongoing increases in these events, while knowledge of such events has become more widespread and available, especially in the digital era today. Even in the 70s, there was a 50,000-gallon spill of crude in the Athabasca River from the pipeline running Fort McMurray to Edmonton. Large slicks were visible on surrounding lakes. Remarkably, the pipeline's owner, Great Canadian Oil, was only fined $6,338 to partially cover cleanup and other costs. No other penalties were applied. Despite criticisms of this spill and other spills in the 70s and 80s, uh, as well as environmental harms, the oil industry in Alberta continued to grow throughout the 1990s and 2000s. In recent years, however, the industry has faced significant challenges, including a decline in oil prices globally and increased competition from renewable energy sources, as well as societal pressure to minimize oil reliance and fossil fuel extraction. These factors, although especially the decline in global oil prices, led to a downturn in the Alberta economy. The current federal government has expressed a commitment to reducing greenhouse gas emissions and transitioning to renewable energy sources, which has also led to increased political pressure on the industry. Part 2. Rentierism, Fossil Capitalism, and Neoliberalism Rentierism is a theory used to describe a system where a country relies heavily on revenue from natural resource extraction, rather than producing goods or services. In the context of Alberta, rentierism refers to the province's dependence on the oil and gas industry for economic growth and development. This permits the government of Alberta to keep sales tax and income taxes quite low, which is, of course, part of their provincial identity of being low taxes, you know, pseudo-American, that kind of thing. The dependency on oil revenue, or rents as rentierism refers to it, has caused challenges for Alberta particularly during recent global oil price fluctuations, as the globe experiences a downturn in the fossil fuel industry. In the last 10 years, there has been a mild push towards economic diversification in the province, especially in the technology and renewable energy sectors as a result of the downturn in oil. So how, do you, how does this tie into neoliberalism, you ask? Well, if I haven't spelled that out so far, here's some explicit analysis of that. So neoliberal policies um, have been implemented in Alberta and have contributed to the growth of rentierism in several ways. So deregulation. Uh, neoliberal policies have led to deregulation of industries in oil and gas, and it's allowed for companies to extract resources with little oversight. This has led to a situation in which the benefits of resource extraction accrue primarily to a small number of owners, i.e., you know, who's ever owning the business, running the business, uh, rather than being distributed more broadly throughout society. Then there's also the privatization. Uh, 
neoliberal privatization has led to uh, privatization of public services and assets. An example of this is the healthcare system in Alberta, which now exists under a two-system model where uh, both publicly funded and private for-purchase health and personal care services are available. This is an example of how neoliberalism has become entrenched not just in the oil sector, but throughout Albertan society and political action. Throughout the last 30 to 40 years, at various times, Alberta has actually lowered their corporate tax to incentivize further investment in the oil sands. While it has been effective, it's actually meant that a lot of the royalties and revenue has gone to outside companies. So while Alberta has become rich off of the extraction of oil, it actually has also lost a ton of the revenue to these uh, companies that have come in and got most of the profit. In contrast, uh, Norway's sovereign wealth fund uh, is at one trillion US dollars, um, while Alberta only has a fund of about 17 billion as a result of oil sales. The recent downturn in oil prices has been especially unfortunate because in 2021, mining, querying, and oil and gas extraction accounted for 21% of Alberta's GDP. When global oil prices are high, the Albertan government receives significant revenue through royalties and taxes. This allows the government to keep taxes low, as it does not rely as heavily on tax revenue to fund its operations. When the oil prices are low or production decreases, the government's revenue also decreases with it, which can put pressure on the province's budget. In these situations, the government may need to increase taxes or cut spending to maintain balanced finances. This is especially true if the party in power is a conservative party and uh, wishes to maintain a reputation as budget balancing and not overspending. Overall, the relationship between oil revenue and taxes in Alberta is closely intertwined. Because of this, the Alberta government is in a situation where the well-being of their citizens is particularly affected by their willingness to compromise on environmental protection to allow as much oil production as possible and at the lowest price. Their intention is to be free of regulatory oversights and other factors that may reduce overall income and royalty revenues. According to the Alberta Energy Regulator, there were 2,308 pipeline incidents reported in Alberta between 2006 and 2015. These incidents resulted in the release of approximately 14.5 million liters of oil and other substances. In a Globe and Mail investigation of Alberta crude oil spills, Alberta had experienced an average of two crude oil spills a day, every day, for the past 37 years prior to 2013. While the vast majority of these spills are fairly minor, their ongoing frequency and volume speaks to the consequences of allowing neoliberal economic policies to deregulate and prioritize immediate profit. In those 37 years, that makes 28,000 crude oil spills, plus another 31,000 spills about any other substance, from salt water to liquid petroleum. Fossil capitalism is a term that effectively describes the relationship between Albertan capitalist economic policies and the environmental damages caused as a result. Carter and Zalek describe fossil capitalism as a way of capturing the linkages between oil and the ecological impacts of the intensive regime of capitalist accumulation. The global explosion of capitalist growth and the ecological destruction that came with it can be traced back to the Industrial Revolution, which laid the foundation for fossil capitalism, as fossil fuels became the fundamental energy source for much of the global economy. 
Neoliberalism, especially in Alberta, seeks to entrench the capitalist market economy and human reliance upon it, framing the market as the ultimate representation of human freedom. Lukacs suggests that modern neoliberalism discusses the trademark policies of privatization, deregulation, tax cuts, and free trade deals. These have liberated corporations, i.e. in Alberta, to accumulate enormous profits and treat the atmosphere like a sewage dump and hamstrung our ability through the instrument of the state to plan for our collective welfare. Alberta is but one example of many in which people have been deceived into thinking that neoliberalism is intertwined with their collective interests, when in fact it is undermining their collective interests. So what does this all conclude for neoliberalism? Well, in conclusion, oil renterism in Alberta reveals the limitations of neoliberalism as an economic model. The province's heavy reliance on oil revenue has led to an economic boom and bust cycle, where the province experiences significant economic growth during periods of high oil prices, but suffers significant economic decline during periods of low oil prices. The reliance on a single resource has also led to a necessary depoliticization of it, where the government is incentivized to do anything it can to avoid undermining oil revenues and, therefore, oil companies, all while permitting ongoing ecological destruction. Furthermore, the neoliberal economic model that underpins oil renterism has contributed to economic inequality and social stratification. The benefits of economic growth have not been evenly distributed, with wealth and power concentrated in the hands of a few, namely large oil and gas companies and their executives. Understanding the limitations of neoliberalism is crucial because it informs policy decisions that impact society and the environment. It highlights the need for alternative economic models that prioritize sustainable development, social equity, and environmental protection. It also underscores the importance of diversifying economies to reduce reliance on a single resource or industry. Overall, neoliberal Alberta is a prime example of what happens when neoliberal policy shapes society. Often, it leads to a system where the needs of the market supersede the needs of the individual citizen, and the needs of the company supersede the needs of government.